You're listening to Nonprofit Unplugged with your host, the number one nonprofit lady, Shakira Relaford. This show teaches you how to start and grow your nonprofit with ease. Simply put, this is Nonprofit Made Easy. Hey, welcome back. This is Nonprofit Unplugged. I'm your number one nonprofit lady, Shakira Relaford. And today's guest, we have Michael Greenwood. He is the founder and executive director of Humble Beginnings. Michael, thanks for joining us this morning. I'm so happy to have you here. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure. So tell everyone about yourself. Who is Michael Greenwood? Oh, that's such a loaded question. Um, (laughs) uh, So uh, I'm a father of of five. I'm a husband. I'm a friend, brother, all that good stuff. Uh, I am also the founder of Humble Beginnings, uh, which is a mentoring program helping uh, at-risk youth in underserved communities. Um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I currently reside in Middle Tennessee, which is the Nashville area. And so this is where the program started. And in a nutshell, that's the, that's that's who Michael Greenwood is. I'm all about family, friends, and, and young folk. That's awesome. I have to agree. Um, number one, I think one thing we do have in common we're both married who we're both running nonprofits and do you agree that it could be stressful at times to try to juggle everything oh yeah 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 absolutely uh because when especially in in the field that i chose um when you're serving the community uh it doesn't really go to sleep you know what i mean like the community doesn't sleep when you're dealing with young people they, they don't want to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so you never know when what someone deems as an emergency pops up. Uh, and the young people in which who I directly uh, mentor, I give I give all of them my cell phone number. Like, hey, if you're ever in a situation where you need to talk or you're in some some type of trouble or, you, you know, you're scared or something like that, call me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you never know if you're going to get that call at eight in the morning, eight at night, lunchtime mm-hmm. or three in the morning. You know what I mean? Um, and so you have to have a wife who understands. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I'm blessed with that. Um, now, you know, parameters have to be set. You know, you can't have I can't have mothers calling me just to talk. Uh, so. <laughs> right. Right. So you can't have that. But. You know, there's that. And then there's also sometimes, just to be honest, there's also that feeling of guilt that you have to wrestle with. Like, man, I'm devoting so much time to other people's mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Am I still making sure my kids get get what they need? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm very big on vacations for that reason, if nothing more. Like when I go on vacation, I try to go on vacation. I try not to answer my phone and look at it or anything. I want to enjoy my family, my friends, and whomever I'm with. And then the community can have me back when I get back. That's awesome. So tell us more about Humble Beginnings. What is Humble Beginnings? So Humble Beginnings, like I say, is a, is a uh, nonprofit program. We're our 501c3. Uh, like I say, we're a mentoring program. We deal with youth ages 12 and up. Um, and I don't say 12 to 18, because once you're a part of Home Beginnings, you're always a part of it unless you decide and you don't want to be a part of it anymore. That's awesome. <laughs> we have young men in our program that are 12 and we have young men that are still active in our program 
that are in their 20s. Um, obviously, they're, they're, they're at different roles and different points in their life. Um, some of the young men that started, they're now fathers. Uh, some of them are married. Um, some are coaching somewhere or teaching somewhere. You know, they're all just, you know, living their life in different ways. Some are still in college. Um, and so, you know, once you're part of it, you're a part of it. But we're a mentoring program. And we basically what we focus on is trying to assist these young men in improving their decision making skills. Uh, and what we do, the, the premise is kind of that we kind of operate off of is just by making them more goal oriented. Um, the basically yeah. the way we view things is most bad decisions are made through impulse decisions, you know, instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to, to put that another way, um, a young man may have his friend come say, hey, man, let's skip school and smoke some weed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's an easy decision to make if you're in a bad mood and you have no goals. You know what I mean? That's it's like true. I'm in a bad mood. So my whole goal every day is just to feel better every day. And that sounds like fun and good idea. That sounds better than sitting in a class for hour hearing Mr. Johnson talk. So, yeah, let's go do that. Mm-hmm. However, if you start to put long term, short term and long term goals in your life where you're like, hey, um, I want to go to college when I'm done. Or I want to own my own business when I'm done doing a certain thing and me getting arrested or me getting suspended or me slowing down my graduation date. That affects my long term goal. So now me cutting school to smoke weed or whatever it may be, it's not not an easy decision anymore. Now I got something to lose. And so we just kind of we just kind of operate off of that. Like if we teach these young men how to set goals how to put a plan together to achieve the goal, mm-hmm. then the rest will kind of take care of itself as far as the decision making to be like, when I got something to lose, then it ain't, it ain't, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Right. Right. The biggest barrier we run into, especially is um, if the, if the, the student or the youth in general is, is experiencing a lot of trauma and adverse childhood experiences, it, it literally inhibits their inability to, think long-term or even get to that point of believing that goals is an option for them, you know? And so it's a powerful thing to have your program and many others like it. I mean, I wish every state can have something like this, you know what I mean? And have billions of it because it is, that's just, that's the key fundamental component, especially for adolescent development and having those protective factors. So let's transition a little bit. Mm-hmm. Getting started, right? Like, what yeah. was that process like for you? Like, what were the action steps you took to get uh, to where you are? It was it was the process. Uh, before I started Humble Beginnings, I was your typical average young father just trying to make a living to support his family. But I wasn't happy with the jobs I would have. Like it was just a check. Um, right, right. And so what happened was when I, when I relocated to, to, to the Nashville area, <clears throat> excuse me, when I relocated to the Nashville area, I started coaching my nephew and his friends uh, in AAU basketball. Um, right. I always loved basketball. I always loved coaching. So it was like, yeah, it's just, it was really just fun for me. They asked me to do it and it was fun for me. So it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. But in the process of doing that, 
having conversation with these young men traveling and whatnot, talking about, hey, what's your plans after high school? I started to realize a component that was missing, a conversation with these kids that weren't being had um, in a lot of households. And it's not because they came from bad households or bad parents or anything like that. It's just, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and a lot of parents, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> yeah. A lot of parents, you know, hadn't went to college. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, you, they don't know the, they don't know the process. You know, a lot of these guys I was coaching were standout athletes. These parents didn't know the process of how do I get my son recruited? How do mm-hmm. I fill out a financial aid application? Uh, what's the difference between this college and that college? And, you know, a lot of those things. So, and so the whole conversation about college, um, cause a lot of their parents were like first generation high school graduates, you know what I mean? Wow. And, yeah. And so, you know, that conversation was missing. And so we started to have that conversation more and more. And I started to, I said, Hey, how would you guys like to visit a college? Of course they got super excited. <laughs> um, and so we did that. And the more time I spent with them, the more I was like, Hey, I think, uh, I, I really enjoy this. I wonder if I could make a living doing this. <laughs> and so, I started kind of just researching, you know, luckily now we live in an era era of technology to where a lot of information is at your fingertips if you're willing to do the work. That's right. Um, And so I just started, you know, Googling and researching and this and that. And that's when the idea of doing the actual nonprofit came into play. Uh, And as I just spent more time with the, with the kids, um, it started to kind of, I started to kind of create a niche. You know, I got some great advice Mm -hmm. uh, from some family members and some and some close friends as far as like books to read and and things to do. And one of the best pieces of advice I got was to just write down everything uh, that you do. Write down everything you do. Write down everything you think of. And he's Mm -hmm. like, you know, he told me he said, that's how you find your niche. You know what I mean? Yeah. and truth be ter- told, I heard the word niche my whole life, but I never really knew what it meant for real. Mm-hmm. But once, you know, I, I'm going into business for myself, I'm starting to realize like, oh, this is what it means to find your niche. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's how we kind of to hone in on the specifics of the program. But even then, it wasn't easy to start. Uh, it was, you know, doing the paperwork to get your 501c3, I had to really get out and, and kind of pound the pavement and, and do that. Uh, to find people to help me with that. Um, mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is just getting out here and talking about it, getting out, talking to people, shaking hands. And you'll find out there's actually a lot more help in the community than you think. Yeah. When you, when you just get out here and put the work in. That's right. Um, nothing I did was something I learned from a school where they were like, hey, do exact, go exactly this route and do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they may have taught it, but I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't get that. Um, Cause I went to college, but I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't get the, Hey, go, just go do these steps and you'll get it. I've got it just by hard work, talking to people, shaking hands, uh, you know, that whole thing. And God kind of just ordered my steps and was like, all right, go here next go there next. All right. This person going to help you. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I, ah, I'm like getting teary eyed, but I honestly, I mean, that's really what it is uh, when you are able to, and like you said, when, when God is really in the midst of ordering your steps, almost nudging you to kind of 
tap into the anointing that's inside of you and 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 to the point where you just gotta go you know you just gotta do and so i love it your action steps were uh number one discover your niche and and what that looks like write it write everything down write it down come up with the come up with the at least on paper you get to see visually see how everything kind of falls in line uh, uh-huh. number two start the process do the paperwork is, is solicit help if needed right and then number three I, I you didn't say it but I, I what I gathered from it was in in the point of putting in the work building those relationships absolutely uh, you know and that's what is like ah that's the key right uh, building 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 those relationships and so let's transition on and this uh-huh. is this is a uh, my big question for you oh, okay. um, <laughs> do you feel like you're serving your life's purpose and you're walking in that absolutely um and it's so crazy like you don't at least for me i'm not gonna speak for everyone else but for me i didn't i didn't know it was my life purpose until i got to doing it you know what i mean and yeah. it's like i think you you know when it's your life purpose when it comes naturally when you enjoy what you're doing and it it's it just kind of comes to you more than you go to it that's right um and since i was a kid i've always been a part of for lack of better words uh coaching or advising people younger than me whether it was my role as a older brother um, when I was in high school, I had a job coaching at a, uh, summer camp. Um, when I was attending college, I was also working at a before and after school program. I've coached basketball for plenty of years. So before, way before I started home beginnings, it's like God was laying the foundation to teach me how to handle young people. You know what I mean? Teach mm-hmm. me how to stay within the loop. Cause you know, we get older and what's cool to us ain't cool to them, but I stay around them so much. I'm able to stay familiar with most of the things that they find cool and interesting so that when we have conversations, I'm not lost. That's right. Um, That's right. And so as far as the work I do now, it's, it's really amazing. It's really fulfilling. Um, just to give you a little more backstory, like I wasn't the kid in high school who was like the straight A honor student. Like I was the complete opposite. Um, I learned later, I figured out later that I always was a a bit intelligent, I guess. Um, but I definitely didn't show it much in high school. And so the path that I took to get here was just really not your typical path. It, it was not at all. But again, so what that did though, unknowingly, was it gave me the foundation to like when I'm talking to a kid now that's not doing well in school, I know I, I'm I'm a little quicker to find out or point out whether those struggles are from lack of ability or lack of trying and maybe even just distraction. You know what I mean? Um, right. A lot of a lot of kids uh, can slip through the cracks, mm-hmm. and 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 you know it's 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 just hard because of the way the system is set up. Um, but 
I say all that to say the fulfilling part that lets me know I'm serving my purpose. Being that kid that stayed, I don't say stayed in trouble, but I missed a whole lot of school. My grades were like super low, like ridiculously low, mm-hmm. barely graduated. So coming from being that kid to now being a kid, or I'm sorry, not a kid, but now being a, a man who talks to principals and teachers and superintendents, and they're actually asking me for my advice to handle certain things as far as what what, yeah. what goes on in high schools and middle schools and, and this and that. How can we uh, talk to this kid to reach them? Hey, we're not able to reach this kid. Could you help us out? Hey, how do you think we can get this kid to do a little better in school? Like going from the guy that I'm sure a lot of teachers probably like wave their hand at me, like uh, good luck with him later on. Like going from that guy to the guy that's trying to get all of the kids on track and, and sitting down having meetings with principals and whatnot. Like today, um, I have to go to a school board meeting on behalf of a kid who got into an incident. And so, you know, I, I, did, I deal with foster kids and I have to appear in court sometimes on their behalf to, you know, to show the progress that they're making mm-hmm. uh, in their life. And so going from what I was to what I am, like it's, it's absolutely my purpose. And I'm, I, I'm still in awe and taken back at times. Like, golly, I can't believe that person just called me for advice. That's awesome. Well, I, I enjoyed this time with you so, so much. Let everyone know where we can reach you. Where can we find you? Yes. So uh, the best place to learn about the program will be humble legends with the s at the end.org.org. That's humblelegends.org. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, which is Humble Beginnings, T-E-N-N. Um, we have a Instagram, which is HB Networks with an S at the end. Uh, that's our Instagram. But as far as me myself, um, I'm only on Facebook. Uh and I'm sorry, I'm on Twitter too. Uh, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter. Uh, my name is is my name. I don't I don't really have nicknames and code names that I go by. Uh, and my name is M Y C H A L Michael Greenwood. Please reach out to me. Reach out to us. I love to talk about kids. I love to network. Um, we are we are starting uh, up our parent coalition, which would be a uh, a group it's, it's, it's really it's called a parent coalition, but it's for the community in which uh, to make our voice a little stronger in uh, the, the system of the school so that we can make sure that our kids are getting the resources that they need. They're being applied correctly uh, just to get our voice strong and support these young folks. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, come visit us another time. We can just keep I chalking will. it up and chatting it up and. And getting all the, the good the good info out. And so you guys know where to find me. Um, Twitter at nonprofit capital U N P L U number one. You can find me on Facebook at Shakira Relaford. And we look forward to hearing from you, both Michael and I. So as always, stay encouraged and I'll see you on the top. You've been listening to Nonprofit Unplugged. Please rate and comment this show for more amazing content. 